1: And a pleasant good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, everybody, wherever you are listening to this uh, radio program, uh, whether it's in the United States or around the world. It's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a great show for you tonight, craft beer guest that's going to be joining me this hour, and the usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beercast via email at Albert G and N Y C dot com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well. And we are also on the Hopped Up Network wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully you go over to the Hopped Up Network. Check out the plethora of beer podcasts that are on there. Those guys do a great job, and we just happen to be one of many that are on there you definitely wanted to check it out. A little bit of uh, live from the um Throwing Copper uh CD album whatever you want to call it. Live and Bush are going on tour this summer. Uh they will be at the PNC Bank Arts Center on Saturday, June 15th. Uh and I'm looking forward to that show. I guess it's the 20th anniversary of both of these albums or 25th anniversary something like that. I'm getting old. I don't want to count uh, you know back anymore of how many years certain things came out. Selling the drama uh, the name of that track it, it throwing Covers," a great album. It really really propelled live to another level, uh with the, so many hits on this one, Lightning Crashes, selling the drama I Alone, uh, All Over You. Uh, really got a lot of mainstream radio airplay, uh, a lot of videos on MTV. It's funny, um, both Eddie Kowalchuk and Gavin Rosdale, uh, from Bush, uh, they have a little video that's out and they kind of talk about um, you know, working with different uh, directors and videos, and the whole thing was about getting on a total request live, and and you know, and how people would sit in front of their television sets and actually watch music. Uh, and they don't do that as much anymore. MTV is not about music videos anymore. It's about you know, uh, Jim Tan laundry. You know, it's about the the, the guys from the Jersey Shore, and uh, you know, things of that nature. Uh, 18 and pregnant or whatever it is. So uh, it was it was cool. And then you know, they tell you to get you know, buy tickets or whatever. Well, I got my tickets, and I can't wait to go. On Saturday, June 15th at the PNC Bank Art Center. My first summer concert of the season. It'll, be, uh, it'll certainly be a lot of fun. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Matthew Green, the owner-operator of Untied Brewing out of New Providence, New Jersey, will join me. Met Matthew a few weeks back at the opening for Ghost Hawk Brewing. Very happy he was able to give me a few minutes this week. And uh, we'll discuss his brewery that opened uh, back in January um, and uh, how they're doing in New Providence and how the town has been very welcoming of them and why the name Untied their their paddles are in the shape of a tie. So uh, it's a little, you know, cute little story about that and some other stuff as well uh, later on this hour. But let's get to some beer news. So a couple things. Uh, Looks like former Broncos quarterback Peyton Manning getting into the bar business. Uh, He's joining up with investors to open Saloon 16 in Knoxville, Tennessee. The name and nod to his old jersey number he wore while at the University of Tennessee. The bar opening next spring will be a Western-themed watering hole It will also connect to the Graduate Knoxville Hotel, so kudos to Peyton Manning. Good luck with that. Uh, Guns N' Roses uh, in the news. I probably should have started with a Guns N' Roses song, but I didn't want to make it too obvious. But Guns N' Roses uh, have filed a trademark lawsuit against Oscar Blues, uh, which sells a beer called Guns N' Rosé. Now, the band's lawsuit claims that uh, Canarchi Craft Brewery Collective, Oscar Blues Brewery, uh, attempted to trademark the name but abandoned their trademark application when the band objected the band said they asked the brewery to stop selling the beer and all affiliated merchandise but the brewery reportedly stated that they would continue selling Guns and Roses until March of 2020 the complaint says that the brewery should not be entitled to continue to sell infringing products and intentionally trade on the on GNR's goodwill prestige and fame without GNR's approval license or consent Guns and Roses are suing for trademark infringement and seeking unspecified damages. Look, you know, I think here's where the brewery is wrong. You go to the band. You say, look, we want to do this. Uh, Would you be willing to work with us? Band says, give us X amount of dollars or whatever it is to to use the name. Brewery says, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, We're going to do this. Um, The band sues. If I'm Oscar Blues, change the name. Is it that important that you're trying to hook people with a band that, quite frankly, look... I was kind of a fan of Guns N' Roses back in the day. I saw them a couple of years ago, Lenny Kravitz opened for them. They were all right. I mean, slash a great guitarist, Axl Rose, decent singer. I mean, guy needs to eat a salad or two here. I I heard he did a great job with ACDC filling in for Brian Johnson. Um, But honestly, they're way past their heyday. Um, I, I, I don't get why this is such a big deal for them. Now, again, I think the brewery should have negotiated with them money, whatever it is, in order to use the name. I think they could have worked out a deal. I just think that the Canarche uh, Craft Brewery Collective didn't want to come up with the number that Guns N' Roses wanted. So you know what? Don't call it Guns N' Rosé. Call it something else. It's, it's kind of silly. And uh, I think what's going to end up happening is, is they're probably going to lose in court or something will be settled out of court. We'll keep you up to date on that as well. Uh, Stone Brewing. Uh, both their World Bistro and Gardens in Escondido and Liberty Station, uh, have unveiled new menus uh, featuring uh, amazing amazing new globally-inspired creations, twists on a few classics, two burgers for the first time ever on the menu that are made with organic pasture-raised meat from Belcampo Farms. Uh, they are doing some different street tacos. They're doing a plate of yellowfin aji poke, uh, poke nachos. Uh, the spicy angry chicken sandwich is brand new—a Korean fried chicken and furious sauce—and of course, all of it can be paired with various types of Stone uh, beers. Uh, you can look at the full menus. Go to Stone uh, Stone brewing, Is it Stone? Yeah, Stonebrewing.com is the website for more information. Uh, again, I was at the Escondido location. Uh, walked past the Liberty Station. One actually stopped in the Liberty Station store to buy some T-shirts. Uh, When I was out in San Diego, both both locations are great. Escondido is where the brewery actually is and where they do their production, so the tour is great. It costs you, I think, I think it costs you like five dollars for the tour, but you get uh, a couple of pours uh, out of that as well, and the restaurant itself you really do feel like you're transported into another land. It's phenomenal. They did a, a great job. So check out, uh, you know, the, uh, if you're in California, check out Escondido and Liberty Station, uh, the Stone Brewing uh, and Gardens, uh, both places, and you can check out the new menus that are there. So we talked about this briefly last week. I want to get into this a little bit more here. Uh, last Friday, Boston Beer founder Jim Cook, Dogfish Head co-founder Sam Calagione, met with the media, uh, the media at Eataly in New York City. Somehow my invitation was lost in the mail. Uh, to shed more light on the merger that was announced on Thursday. So uh, a couple of things. Dogfish Head is going to operate under Boston Beer, shifting Caligioni and his wife and co-founder Mariah out of their roles as controllers of the brand, according to VinePair. Pair. Caligioni will join Boston Beer's board of directors next year. Boston Beer's 1,400 employees and Dogfish Head's 400 will merge into one entity. Both company logos will be emblazoned on product labels uh, according to Cook and Caligione, uh There is a great piece uh, on the website VinePair by Kat Walensky. Uh, we link to it on our Facebook page. We're going to tweet out a link to it as well. You definitely want to check it out. She gets more in-depth on, uh, on, on what goes on here. I don't want to give too much away in the story uh, on what Kat explains. But I do like the fact that both uh, all the employees are going to merge into one entity. Here's what I think is going to happen, though. I think you're going to see some attrition you're going to see some loss of jobs, probably on Boston Beer's end. Uh, and, may, and you know, Sam Calgione is saying nobody in his company is going to lose their job. I, I think that remains to be seen when it all gets shook out. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is is because there are some jobs that are probably duplicated. Uh, and, and probably because of that, I think you're going to see a small reduction in the workforce. I don't think you're going to see a drastic, uh, you know, reduction in the workforce. Um, Sam Calgione explained last week that... They don't have the sales force that Boston Beer does. So um, they're now and, – and that's the other thing. Is the sales force going to be working together with each other? Are they going to be selling both breweries' products moving forward? Is a Sam rep going to be able to sell Dogfish's products in a, in a bar or a liquor store? And, you know, vice versa. So that remains to be seen. I have to find that out. I don't have to ask the folks at Sam and, and Dogfish what's going on in terms of that. I like the merger. I mentioned it last week on the show. I like the merger. I think it's a great merger, and I think this is the direction we're going to see with certain breweries. This is a perfect pairing. Samuel Adams does a great job with their lagers, uh, with their approachable beer, their 26.2, uh, their Sam, uh, Sam 76. They do a great job with that stuff. Conversely, Dogfish Head does a great job with IPAs. Sam has a national presence in all 50 states. Dogfish, not so much. They're getting there, but they're not there yet. This gets them into more places. So it opens the door for them. Dogfish also does a better job with experimental beers and boozy stuff. They also make probably the best-selling sour ale in their sequent ale on the market, which I think is a phenomenal beer. So I think for both companies, it's a great deal. Um, a lot of people were rejecting this out of hand from the very beginning. I don't necessarily think that this is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing for both of them. And I think this is what we're going to see from certain brewers as we move forward. Hyperlocal has become the key. I mentioned this last week. I'm going to say it again. Hyperlocal is the way to go right now. The, 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 you know Places like the wet tickets of the world, the magnifies, the cartons, the canes in New Jersey, and I'm just mentioning New Jersey breweries, those breweries that are making great beer are the twin elephants of the world. Those breweries that are making great beer are going to thrive, like Icarus in Lakewood, because they're local, the beer is fresh, people want it. They're going to go for it, okay? And the beer is getting better locally. Early on, wasn't that great. Now, much better. So when you have the option, do I buy local, or do I buy national, you're always going to opt for the local. Now, when you're on vacation, you can't get the local brew, and and the liquor store doesn't have the local brew, Sure. You're going to grab a Sam or you're going to grab a Dogfish. You're going to grab a Stone or you're going to grab a Founders. But I'm telling you, hyperlocal is the way it's going. And I think this is the future of what we're going to see with mid-level size breweries. They're going to start looking at one another and what do you have in your portfolio? What do I have in my portfolio? Are we competing or are we, uh, you know, complementary? I think you're going to see more breweries that are complementary with one another, pairing up and teaming up. Plus, the other thing with Sam and Dogfish, Sam does the ciders. They do a great job at the Seltzers, and Dogfish Head has a, uh, a, a distilling business that Samuel Adams wanted to get into, and now they don't have to with the, with the acquisition of Dogfish Head. It's a perfect match for both companies. Now, when we come back after a short break, we'll have more news from around the beer world, uh, lots of stuff to talk about, and then, of course, later on, Matt Green from Untied Brewing out of New Providence, New Jersey, will join me. This is the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
2: Imagine your increase in sales with your website at the top of search engines getting first crack at millions of potential customers. We know how to make that happen. We're Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness with ideas to dramatically grow your profits. Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com, connecting you with new
3: customers. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station.
4: Every year, our sister station, WMCA, holds a special event where they give back to the hardworking pastors in our community. This year, we want to invite all pastors to join WMCA and keynote speaker, Dr. Tony Evans of The Alternative, on May 24th for the Pastor's Appreciation breakfast and ministry exhibition at anton's in queen's village complimentary tickets for pastors can be ordered at am570themission.com listeners can purchase their tickets at am570themission.com as well the pastor's appreciation breakfast is sponsored by NIAC college
0: Manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10 year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60 day money back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And
4: here's my best offer ever Get a two pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800 651 0798. Use promo code AM970. For the best
5: night's sleep in the whole wide world, is it MyPillow?
4: Our hosts all look like
0: GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com.
1: Welcome back to the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A Facebook.com slash AG Craft via email at Albert G at nycradio.com. iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms or also on your Alexa enabled device. And we are also on the Hopped Up Network. Go to HoppedUpNetwork.com. And uh, just search for the uh, the Craft Beer Cast on there. And there's lots of other uh, beer-related shows that are on the Hopped Up Network. You definitely want to check out all of them, not just mine as well. Coming up in 10 minutes, Matthew Green, the owner-operator of Untied Brewing out of New Providence, New Jersey, is going to join me. We met a couple weeks back at the opening for Ghost Talk Brewing. I'm very happy he was able to give me a couple of minutes. We will talk to him just about 10 minutes from now. So a little bush there and come down. They are uh, touring, co-headlining Uh, with live, and they'll be playing at the PNC Bank Arts Center uh, coming up uh, Saturday, June 15th. Looking forward to seeing both of them. I don't think I've ever seen Bush live, so uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And I saw live last summer uh, with The Counting Crows, and that was great. I mean, I like The Counting Crows, but my God, Adam Duritz just talks way too much during a concert. Just sing the songs, man. I don't want to hear about a story about this. The song is the story. Sing. Live, on the other hand, phenomenal. I can't get enough of them, and I I hope they're... I believe they're co-headlining because they do have an opening act, so hopefully they'll be on for an equal amount of time. That'll be a lot of fun. Let's get into some news. So uh, Natural Light apparently is seeking an intern to drink beer for money. Now, I don't know why you would want to rot your gut with Natural Light, but if you do... The Natty Light intern will spend the summer sipping beer and creating social media content. They'll also serve as a brand ambassador at various summer events. The intern has to be at least 21 years old, should be social media savvy. The listing specifies that the intern must be outgoing but not annoying, adding that there is a fine line. The company is accepting applications through May 26th. I would not qualify for that because I am quite outgoing. However, I am annoying to a lot of people. Just ask my good friend Frank Morano. Now, 7-Eleven, the convenience chain, uh, launched a couple of weeks ago a beer delivery service via its 7Now app in 18 major markets. The service is available in New York City, Los Angeles, Miami, San Francisco, Dallas, and Chicago, among other markets. So you can get beer delivered if your 7-Eleven carries liquor. Obviously, this doesn't count in New Jersey. 7-Elevens in New Jersey cannot carry booze. But in New York City, however... Uh, 7-Elevens do carry beer. The available beers, interestingly enough, uh, include brands from Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light, Budweiser, Michelob Ultra, Miller Coors, which would include Miller Lite, Coors Light, and Blue Moon, Uh, Constellation brands, Corona and Modelo. Surprisingly, Ballast Point is not among them, which is odd to me. Uh, Heineken, as well as craft offerings, From the Craft Brew Alliance, Kona and Big Wave, New Belgium, Dogfish Head, Brooklyn Brewery and Boston Beer Company. Coincidentally enough, of course, Boston Beer and Dogfish Head have uh, merged with one another. But what's interesting about the Constellation Brands one is you can't get Ballast Point delivered. Another mistake, I think, by Constellation Brands. They're talking about how they they bought the company for a billion dollars. They feel like they overpaid for it, which they did, but... Their mistake there was not lowering the price of the beer immediately. They kept it at that $16 or $17 price point, thinking they are going to make back their money on it. Big mistake. So that, to me, was a big error. So if if you're a big 7-Eleven fan, you live in New York City, and you want beer delivered to you, some of the beers, eh, okay, Brooklyn Brewery, Dogfish, you know, I'm not a big fan of New Belgium, but all right, Boston Beer, Kona, Big Wave, all right. I don't know. I You know, I'm a little skeptical about that. But, hey, what can you do? If you have the app and you live in New York City or one of these major cities, you can get beer delivered to you. Lord Hobo out of Massachusetts is giving away a vintage 1979 Pontiac Firebird Trans later this year. The promotion coincides with the, with the launch of Freebird. It's a golden ale that's packed packaged into 18 packs. The new year-round beer uh, has launched— at Lord Hobo's Woburn Tap Room and throughout its 15 state footprint, it will be available come Memorial Day weekend next week. The text to win contest will conclude in December with one winner claiming the four speed muscle car. The car, a, with a list price of about $43,000, has around 21,880 miles on it. And yes, it is all gold. So go check it out. Or gold painted. I know it's not real gold, but uh, if you're uh, into Lord Hobo beer and you want to win this, uh, This Trans Am, go ahead and pick yourself up one of these 18 packs of Freebird, and uh, you might have a chance to win. Texas senators have stripped all amendments from a bill regarding the operations of the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission, including a measure that would have allowed the state's manufacturing breweries to sell beer to go. Nevertheless, 15 amendments, including the the, uh, to-go sales bill, were introduced during the Senate Business and Commerce Committee. Those measures expected to be debated on the Senate floor next week. As such, the off-premise sales bill could be attached to the Senate's version of the TABC bill. If that happens, a conference committee will have to hash out the differences between the state Senate and House versions of the legislation. And if those efforts fail, brewers and wholesalers will find themselves debating the issue again during the 2021 legislative session. We thank BrewBound for those great articles. Uh, They do a fantastic job uh, with all the beer news there. Flying Fish Brewing. Uh, Out of New Jersey, out of Somerdale, New Jersey, that is, the uh, 10-time medal winners at the Great American Beer Festival are going to be releasing uh, on the 31st of May, Stormy Skies, a New England IPA. It'll be available in four packs of 16-ounce cans, limited draft in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland, uh, beginning, as I said, at the end of May and in early June. It is a 7.3% ABV, and again, will be available uh, coming up on Friday, May 31st, while supplies last. On draft and in four packs of 16 ounce cans. And then finally, in our news and notes segment here, uh, there are a majority of U.S. senators that support making permanent the excise tax relief for alcohol producers and importers. The 2019 version of the Craft Beverage Modernization and Tax Reform Act added its 52nd supporter in the U.S. Senate this past Tuesday, Senator Mazie Hirono of Hawaii becoming a co-sponsor. The legislation will seek to make permanent the two years of tax breaks that alcohol producers and importers have received as part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which are slated to expire at the end of this year. Uh, This is an enormous deal. In a press release, Brewers Association President and CEO Bob Peace called the majority support in the Senate an important milestone and praised the legislation's bipartisan support. You've got 28 Democrats, 22 Republicans, and one independent as co-sponsors in the Senate. In the House, 86 Republicans and 70 Democrats uh, support the bill. So this is something that is far-reaching for all craft brewers. Uh, Let me see if I got this right here. Uh, According to Jim McGreevy, the CEO and president of the Beer Institute, he told Brewbound, everybody benefits from this tax relief and everybody benefits from going out and getting a lot of co-sponsors on the bill. At stake for the beer industry is about $130 million dollars In annual savings, according to McGreevy, uh, the Brewers Association said the tax breaks have saved small and independent craft breweries upwards of $80 million annually, and 99% of small brewers have benefited from cutting the federal excise tax in half. So... Uh, BrewBound looked into this as what has the tax relief looked like the last two years. The federal excise tax for domestic brewers producing fewer than 2 million barrels annually was reduced from $7 to $3.50 per barrel on the first 60,000 barrels. The legislation also cut the federal excise tax to $16 per barrel on the first 6 million barrels for all other brewers and beer importers while maintaining the $18 per barrel excise tax for brewers producing more than 6 million barrels. So... The uh, 2019 version of this would make those changes permanent, but it's unclear when Congress could take the legislation under consideration, so they want to continue to lobby here so that brewers can save money. Now, according to the Brewers Association, more than 130 brewers from 49 states were expected to participate uh, in the climb to Capitol Hill Over the weekend, uh, Savor, the big event, is taking place down in Washington, D.C., or it's actually wrapping up this weekend. Uh, But they were going to go to the Hill uh, early on to, you know, to drum up support and get more support from legislators. Look, this is a no-brainer here. You cut the tax, smaller breweries are going to make more money. It's just that simple. I hope that they vote on this legislation. I hope it passes and they make these tax cuts permanent. This puts more money in the brewers' pockets that they don't have to pay out uh, in, you know, in taxes uh, to the federal government, and will allow them to reinvest in their businesses. And to me, that's the most important thing because that's what you want to see. You want to you see continued growth in a lot of these small breweries. Look, I, the reason why a lot of these small breweries are, are becoming so successful right now is because of the fact that they're local and they're making fresh beer. And a lot of these breweries are making way under 60,000 barrels. Uh, you know, So by cutting that tax in half for them... That is a huge benefit that they don't have to put out, and again, it's it, it, they put the savings back into their business. You've, you're continuously reinvesting in your business, whether it's uh, w- you know with uh, a canning line, a crowler line, uh, buying new tanks. Uh, you know, hops, whatever it is, you're going to continue to reinvest in your business. To me, that is very important. When we come back after a short break, Matthew Green, the owner operator of Untied Brewing out of New Providence, New Jersey, will join me. This is the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
0: News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer.
5: It's fair and 70 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer has concerns that new subway cars coming into New York City may pose a threat to national security. In 2017, the MTA launched a grant challenge to develop innovative solutions to help the city's subway system. A Chinese company was one of the winners for its designs of a train that would include modern train control technology, Wi-Fi and other systems that Schumer says could be vulnerable to cyber attacks. He says the company recently sent out a tweet bragging it has created 83% of the world's rail products. He wants the Commerce Department to conduct an independent investigation. Three men are breathing a sigh of relief after they were stranded and then rescued on the Long Island Sound. Suffolk County Police Marine Bureau officers rescued the three men who became stranded in a six-foot inflatable raft near Crane Neck Road. They were fishing about two miles offshore when they became stranded about 4.30 and were unable to paddle back to shore with 15 to 20-mile-per-hour winds. All three men were wearing life jackets... And no one was hurt in sports in the NBA playoffs. while the Toronto Raptors did beat Milwaukee Bucks 118 to 112. So now the Bucks still lead that seven best of seven East final two games to one in the NHL playoffs. St. Louis Blues now leads the best of seven West final games three to two because they won today five zip over San Jose Sharks. Mets fell to the Marlins three zip Yankees beat Tampa Bay 13 five was that final score Traffic delays inbound GWB, unfortunately, still about 90 minutes on the upper deck. An hour on the lower level. Lincoln Tunnel inbound. Those delays are about 30 minutes now in the Holland. That's a good ride inbound for the Turnpike or the 1 and 9 approach. Weather for tonight. Showers and thunderstorms are likely before 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low of 65. Slight chance of showers on Monday and then more showers later on in the day. High 80. Sunny high near 68 on Tuesday. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AM 970 the answer. Hi,
6: Hugh Hewitt here for PatriotMobile.com. I need you to go and switch today to PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh. Let me tell you why. Big Mobile is supporting the left. You know I'm talking about AT&T, Verizon. They cut big checks to the big left, and they do it every year, year in and year out, decade after decade, but not Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the country's only conservative cell phone company. A portion of every one of your bills goes to support conservative causes, the Second Amendment, pro-life causes, conservative activism at the Heritage Foundation. They also have unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as $25 a month, so don't wait. At Patriot Mobile, a young company, more than $2 million has already been used to support your constitutional rights. Imagine what we can do with you on our side when you switch to Patriot Mobile. Join me to stop the left and switch to Patriot Mobile today. We need you now more than ever. Visit PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh. That's PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh. Breaking news and local news.
0: Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com.
1: Welcome back to the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. My next guest, uh, back in January, they opened a brewery with his wife and cousin, in New Providence, New Jersey, an area I'm pretty familiar with. They're located on Spring Street, and they're open Thursday through Sunday serving beer for you to drink there or, of course, to take home. Untiedbrewingco.com is the website for more information, and the name of the brewery is Untied Brewing Company. And uh, this gentleman and I, we actually met at an industry event uh, about a month or so ago over at Ghost Talk Brewing. But let me welcome onto the program Matt Green. Matt, how are you? I'm great, thanks for having me today. you got it now Matt, how did untied brewing get started, and why the name untied
7: so uh, a quick story uh, a big beer fan for several years got got into home brewing uh, by my wife as a as a Christmas present either birthday or Christmas present started making some of my own beer and was just you know really following the scene, getting more and more passionate about having great beer and after making a bunch of beer um, the wife uh, didn't really appreciate me always uh, making beer in the kitchen in the house over over the weekend, so I decided to look for some, some new places to to make beer. Either first looked at me, maybe I could do it in my garage or my basement or outside, and and it kind of transgressed. And every time I looked at it, it just got bigger and bigger. And then it, it came to be, well, why don't we just do this for for real? And and went back, talked to, to my wife, and my brewing partner was was her cousin, and talked about and we decided to begin the, the the path of opening up a brewery
1: and so and so how did, all right so uh, what was your job uh, before you became a brewer
7: so uh, i only brewed a, uh as a as a hobby
1: right so right. i'm
7: not the actual brewer at, at untide we, we decided from a pretty early on stage that we we're going to hire a, a professional brewer okay to, to run our day-to-day operations and, and brewing so so we have a very accomplished brewer Tim stumps uh, he comes to us from iron uh, Hill, he's he's very accomplished with multiple jbf and World cup medals so mm-hmm. we're, we're lucky to have a, a professional brewer like
1: him. so so both you and your cousin were not in the brewing business obviously you were both doing your own your own independent things and decided you know this home brewing thing was really working out people were loving the beer and you decided to uh to to start this brewery but why the name untied
7: yeah so it came from a from a few different things. So both my wife and I, and our and her partner, uh, her cousin Mark, we we all still have our, our day jobs, and we wanted a place uh, for a few different uh, reasons—a place where our, our community could come after work and hang out and get untied. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also wanted to produce beers that are are not traditional in nature, more contemporary, and, and not tied to traditional beer making ingredients or, or processes. Okay, uh, and you know the you know, for, for us and our, our company culture to be free, be fun, um, and do things maybe a little bit differently.
1: So, And from what I gather and from what I've gathered from the website, the core beers that you started with, and we're talking with Matt Green, he's the, uh, one of the owners of Untied Brewing Company uh, in New Providence, New Jersey, here on the Algotulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, the, the core beers that you started with weren't IPAs. You went with a lager, a pilsner, and a brown ale. So why those three to start and not the big IPA craze that everybody's jumping on? So
7: when we first launched, we we had a diversity uh, of offerings. It did include some some IPAs because that is a, a, a big part of the uh, the market. But some of the feedback we've heard locally from talking to customers our our neighbors is not everyone loves uh, loves IPAs. And our our brewer also brings a a, a strength making lagers and some other offerings. Two of his his medals are actually in lagers. He's gone over to Europe and and beating the best in, in the world at making lagers. So we feel that's a, an important offering to, to have in addition. We didn't want to be a brewery that just only offered a, a few styles. And then okay. more recently, we've been uh, putting out more and more of the you know, New England-style IPAs, right. as well as maintaining the diversity that we started with.
1: Well, that was going to be my next question, Matt. You, you currently have on your website 24 beers on tap, a lot of them are, are IPAs, and I know you guys were doing an IPA promotion at the end of April, uh, where you released a, a gaggle of them, and conversely, when we met over at Ghost Hawk Brewing, uh, they had six or seven beers, I believe, on tap to to start off. Do you think twenty four beers is too much choice for folks when they come into a, a a brewery, or do you think that that's kind of you know where you want to be but you know somewhere around you know fifteen to twenty beers so that you can kind of uh, give everybody a different uh, a different choice as to what they want to drink
7: yeah so our, our brewery has has twenty four caps uh three of them are usually handcrafted sodas a, two or three of them are usually a, a nitro version of Another beer that we have on tap. Gotcha. Um, we like doing the nitro thing; it, it adds a different dimension to to the same beer. Mm-hmm. Then that brings us down to about eighteen beers on on tap. And you know, part of being experimental and different is, is we do a lot of things. We'll make a main batch and do a couple spinoffs, one keg at a time. Maybe try a different flavoring. Um, when we did our our IP IPA event this past weekend, we did different dry hops. So we think that's part of the fun of coming to a brewery and having those choice, those uh, different choices.
1: Right. And, and you know, it's funny, on social media, I saw a number of people that have been there over the last several months. Your uh, flights that you serve, the, uh, the flight paddle, is actually in the shape of a tie, which I thought was kind of cool, kind of loosen up your tie when you uh, when you go into the brewery. So that was a nice little touch. You also have some non-alcoholic offerings that you offer to people. Do you make those there at the brewery?
7: Yes, sir. everything we sell is made made in house. So we okay. typically have a, a root beer. We'll usually do a different flavored seltzer. And we have uh, an orange soda company
1: on top. See, now that's pretty cool because there's not a lot of places that do non-alcoholic offerings. I mean, most will serve you know bottles of water or whatever, but it's nice that you have an option. And I don't mean this because I know there's, whole, there's a whole debate of should kids be in a brewery, should kids not be in a brewery. But I like the fact that you have a seltzer and a root beer. So in case there's somebody there that maybe they have a, a gluten allergy and they can't drink something, they could at least sample something uh, that's made by you guys. I think... Uh, if I, I recall correctly, I think Roscoe Brewing up uh, upstate in upstate New York, I think, does that. They have like a couple of non-alcoholic offerings. So that's pretty cool. But I love the fact that you guys decided to do that. Now, we're talking with Matt Green. He's one of the owners of Untied Brewing. They're making beer out of New Providence, New Jersey. More info at UntiedBrewing.com. Uh, why, why New Providence, Matt? Is it just because there's, I mean, there are a few breweries in the area, but not that many. Was that, I'm assuming that's where you guys live and, you know, kind of, that's where you wanted to set up the brewery and was the town accommodating with that?
7: Yeah. So we, we do live in New Providence. We've been living in New Providence for about about six years and we wanted to stay close to home. We love the, the community and the local area. There's, uh, another brewery two miles down, down the street from us that so we have great relations with. But outside of that, you have to travel a little bit. Now there's been some more breweries opening up um, since we've opened it as well. But we, we love the community. The province was a dry town for several hundred years until so a couple of years ago. Uh, recently issued some, some liquor licenses. So we saw the change. The town's been very supportive of it. Um, they, they actively wanted us to stay in town, even though we were. We did initially look at some other face, places nearby. Right. So we were, we were lucky and fortunate to be able to find cases in New province.
1: Well, that's that's great, and and you've also begun canning your beers, which is pretty remarkable given that you've only been open a few months. I know a lot of guys seem to to want to wait, but it seems like uh, the the canning thing has become the big craze. I know that growlers are, are kind of you know dropping off. There are crowlers, obviously, we can get thirty two ounces in a can. But but the canning thing seems to be uh, the big deal now among brewers. I think part of it is because it's a little bit lighter and, and more portable. It's easier to get rid of. Um, the storage is better in cans. Used to be cans always taste metallic, they, not so much anymore. Now, I'm assuming you're doing uh, your canning with a mobile canning uh, outfit?
7: Yeah, we're, we're using a, a mobile canning company, and, and they're also very local uh, to us as well. They're a couple towns over. Uh, one of the things we wanted to do is we we're preparing for an expansion in the next few weeks, and we wanted to get one canning run under our belt before we did that that expansion to get a better idea of demand, as well as open up, uh, potentially serving some cans to some of the local liquor stores. One of the things we wanted to do from the very beginning is form positive relationships with all our retail partners. So as soon as we were able to, we offered kegs to the local restaurants right. and and we're going to do our first canning and run and see how that goes. But we do want to uh, begin supporting our other retail partners and, as well as soon and, as we
1: can. And in terms of the expansion, that expansion will include your own in-house canning line, or you're still going to use the mobile canning?
7: I'll also use the the mobile canning.
1: Okay. All right, sounds good. And, Matt, last question from me, and we're talking with Matt Green, one of the owners of Untied Brewing here on the Algotulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, now, you've only been open for a few months. I know, I'm sure that you and your wife and your cousin did all kinds of extensive research beforehand. If a guy came in, let's say, over the weekend and said to you, hey, is there any advice you can give me? I'm, I'm, I really want to open my own brewery. I'm looking to open you know, somewhere in the next you know, 12 months or whatever it is. What's the best piece of advice that you could give that person?
7: there I'll I'll give a, a couple. Okay. It's hard to nail down to to one. Like, like I just mentioned, it's uh, try to form positive relationships with with everyone, uh, whether it's other breweries, r- your restaurant and retail partners, and whoever else you, you come across. Mm-hmm. Come across. We're a new industry. Um, it's it's not. It's becoming bigger and bigger in New Jersey, which which is awesome. But we need to do everything the right way, and I feel it's important to establish those these relationships. And talk to other brewery owners. Almost every weekend, we have people coming in our tap room, asking questions, taking tours, want, wanting to know more. And, and we're, we're happy to help as well as all the other brewery um, owners in, in New Jersey. Right. And, and just be realistic with your expectations and, and adapt. Like, we all kind of make mistakes along the way, and we've made our, made our own mistakes, and you learn from them. And don't be afraid to change, and, and keep, on, keep on moving forward and be passionate about, about making great beer.
1: Well, that sounds like three great uh, you know, uh, pieces of advice for somebody who's looking to open up a brewery. That is awesome. My guest has been Matt Green. He's one of the owners of Untied Brewing. They're making beer out of New Providence, New Jersey. More info at untiedbrewingco.com. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. I'm looking forward to stopping by uh, very soon to try a couple of those beers.
7: Great. Thank you for having me tonight.
1: You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds right here on the Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Every
4: Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM 970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The Half-Off Tuition Program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM 970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available Hawthorne Christian Academy, International Christian School, Kearney Christian Academy. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. Business owners, the strongest
2: selling proposition is to get your customer into your store in front of your product. Now you can do that digitally everywhere with Salem Surround, digital marketing that puts your products and services on people's computers, tablets, and mobile phones everywhere. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers. Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundnewyork.com, surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers.
0: Listen to Joe Fiscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, on AF970, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T U L L O. Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beercast via email at Albert G at Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. You can also find us on the Hopped Up Network. Right, just go to hoppedupnetwork.com. There is uh, my podcast as well as a plethora of others. You definitely want to check them out. Ronnie James Dio. Probably one of his best-known songs from the Holy Diver album, his first solo album that was put out uh, back in 1983. And on uh, Thursday, May 16th, uh, back in 2010, we lost Ronnie James Dio to uh, cancer and uh, nine years uh, this week that Ronnie James Dio passed away. A shame, uh, a tremendous metal talent, uh, a guy who was certainly missed uh, in music circles. This was a guy who could do anything. He had. Uh, he was a 50s crooner, became a heavy metal legend, uh, you know, when, with Elf and then Rainbow, uh, then with, with Black Sabbath and then his own solo stuff. He was just an awesome, awesome talent, and uh, I certainly miss him. Uh, let's get into Suds and Duds which is our uh, our final segment of the show. And a couple of different beers that uh, I tried over the last uh, couple of weeks. So Jack's Abbey had sent me a bunch of their beers, and I'm working my way through them. The first one that I had was their house lager. It's a perfect light lager. It's an excellent pre-gamer at a concert or after mowing the lawn. Uh, again, a lot of these guys are coming out with 16-ounce beers. Now, I prefer the 12-ounce can. Uh, I like a good 16-ounce can, but listen, you you, you know, you do what you can what you have to do here but uh the house Lager by Jack Abbey, uh a tremendous beer if you're looking uh for something light uh something uh something really nice uh after uh doing some uh gardening work uh, had a sleight of hand i uh, had still have a couple of cans left of this in in the back of the fridge from killsborough and uh, just trying to clean out the fridge still a great beer i mean it it's got it uh, Kilsborough are one of those beers where you really do have to drink these beers fresh. This beer was canned back in January, and it's May, so I would not let this go past uh, ninety days. Maybe you can push it an additional thirty, but after that, I think you're really pushing the envelope a little bit because the flavors uh, definitely change a little bit uh, the farther you get out. Uh, the folks from Stone sent me a Revengeful Spirit. Their Imperial IPA. Uh, This was really good. Lots of pineapple uh, and mandarin orange flavor. Uh, It had a slight bitter uh, bite to it, uh, but really nice. I I don't know. I would not consider this a juicy IPA by any stretch of the imagination. It's got that that juicy look to it, uh, but it is definitely not juicy. But you definitely get a lot of those citrus flavors, the pineapple and mandarin orange, uh, for sure. Uh, come screaming through on this beer. So uh, nice work from the guys from Stone, and thank you. Um, uh, oh my God, why am I forgetting her name now? My 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 rep from Stone. I'm blanking on the name. Forgive me. When I tape these things, it's so early in the morning. Sometimes I absolutely forget um, people's names, and that's terrible of me. We'll, we'll hopefully get it for next week's program. Anyway, uh, as we move on here in our suds and duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer. Uh, then I, I had another one from Jack Sabby, the post shift pilsner. Clean, crisp, delicious. One of the best pilsners that I've ever tasted. Now, I know uh, that I mentioned that we're actually going to have uh, Josh Freeman uh, from uh, Freem uh, Beers on next week's program. And uh, his pilsner that they make at Freem Beer in. Um, in Portland, no Hood River, Oregon. Excuse me, uh, is probably the best Pilsner I've ever had. This one, though, Jack's Abbey, which again you can't get it everywhere. They, they've got a you know a small distribution network, uh, but uh, the the shift Pilsner is a fantastic Pilsner. You're on the East Coast, you're looking for something, uh, you know, you're looking for. I hate to I hate to use this because I do say this all the time, but a Budweiser with a little bit of a kick to it. Uh, the post-shift Pilsner is definitely for you. It's definitely something uh, that is worth trying. Uh, As we move on here on our Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, again, clearing out the fridge uh, from Trillium, uh, had a can of metal, uh, another great beer, still solid after a few months in the fridge. Uh, This is excellent. I cannot wait for my neighbor to make the trip back up to Massachusetts again. And hit a couple of these places, Treehouse and Trillium, and pick me up some stuff on the way home. It's nice to have somebody who can make those uh, those travels for you, and I don't have to put the mileage on my car. Uh, had the last can of my uh, um, collaboration from New York City Beer Week when East is in the House by Interboro. Uh Interborough produced it, but it was obviously it was in conjunction with a lot of different New York City breweries. This was so good. It's such a great beer. Uh, the last two years the collabs from the um from the new york city brewers have been amazing just really knock knock you out of the park uh type of beers they are fantastic really enjoyed them uh and uh very sad that i only bought one four pack of it i should have probably gotten another but uh, what are you going to do uh had the from barrier brewing don't sweat the technique now this was uh, a barrier it, this was a collab and i forget the other brewery that was in it uh, that was in the collab Tropical Slight Bite Dig this one a lot It's definitely a spring summer beer for me uh, Really really tasty uh, My friends over at Paragon Tap and Table Had a, um, a barrier tap takeover last week Which I missed Because I've been trying to hit the gym during the week So uh, you know I, I don't want to uh, sacrifice my gym time uh, For drinking beer Because uh, listen You get in the gym 45 minutes an hour Bing bang boom And you're out And uh, for me that's always a good thing So uh, glad they still had it on tap uh, Definitely uh, a really nice beer Finishing up some of my beers from Departed Souls, and thank you thank you very much, Brian Kulbaki, for the uh, for the beers. Uh, Cantankerous Blonde South Ward Ale. This one was good. little sweet, nice malt flavor. Goes down very nicely. Another nice, easy-drinking beer if you're looking for something uh, to sip on. Uh, and I know he's got a couple of more beers that are coming out very soon. He's waiting for approval. I know he posted something on social media this week. He's waiting for approval of the labels and stuff to get some stuff out. And I know one of them is... a. Um, a gluten-free Sasson, I think it is. He does a lot of gluten-free beers. If you're looking for something that's offbeat and you're looking for gluten-free uh, type of beers, uh, I would definitely check out Departed Souls in Jersey City. Uh, Brian does a great job with this stuff, and um, he ended up sending a bunch of beers to my buddy, Kevin Burkhart, uh, who does uh, you know football for Fox, baseball, um, and some college basketball. And Kevin and I are old friends. We've known each other. God, Kevin and I go back... Got to be ten over 10 years now. And um, he has uh, celiac disease and was looking for, you know, beers to drink, uh, you know, w- that didn't have gluten in them. And Brian was nice enough to send out a bunch of beers to him, and he was able to try them, and he posted one. I think he posted one on his Instagram account. So uh, that was really cool, and then Brian me, sent me a couple of beers. So thank you, Brian. Uh, the Cantankerous Blonde, South Wardale, Very, very good. Uh, trying to get through my uh, four-pack of fully juiced from... Uh, from Wet Ticket, it is, I'll tell you, it's a great beer. And Wet Ticket just came out with this week. Uh, Dream Ticket is back again from Wet Ticket. They have that in cans. You can get those at the brewery. Uh, they are open Wednesday through Sunday over at Wet Ticket in Roway, New Jersey. Uh, had a Sam Adams Boston Lager. Just a, a, you know, just a way to end the evening uh, from some different beers that I was sipping. And, you know, it's always nice to go back to a classic. And with the merger between Sam Adams and Dogfish Head last week, figured it was the right time for it. Um, Sam Adams Boston Lager is, is a solid, solid lager. It's one of those beers that if you go to a place and they don't have local craft beer on tap or, or any good craft beer that's on tap, and there's a Sam Adams on tap, more often than not, if I decide not to do a glass of wine, that's the beer I'm going to get. It's just a great beer. It pairs great with, with most foods that you have. Um, I find that after drinking two or three of the Sam Adams Boston Lager, it's a little heavy on you. So that's why I like to have one every once in a while, just to remind myself of the taste of it and how good it is. Uh, it's, it's, just a, it's just a really good beer and uh, consistently made. And that's the key with any brewery is consistency. You keep making the same beer over and over again. Jim Cook said this a couple of years ago when I interviewed him. You know, he, the reason why he admires Budweiser is because of the fact that Budweiser does such a great job in consistency. The, beer that you, uh, the Budweiser that you buy in New York is the same Budweiser that you buy in Los Angeles, is the same beer is the same Budweiser that you buy in England, in China, in Japan, wherever you buy it, it's gonna taste exactly the same. And that's the that's the way you want it to be. Consistency. Uh and then finally finished up, Sam Adams uh has released a new summer. Rail. Uh and why is it new? It's not really new. The the label is this, you know, a little bit different, but the beer is different. They tweaked the formula a little bit. Um I made it a little bit more hazy, uh, a little more of those grains of paradise, but there's a lot more lemon in this Sam Adams Summer Ale than than I remember. Uh, Zesty was the word that I was looking for. It's a refreshing beer, uh, but the lemon is very much present, which I never really noticed before when I was drinking it. I think before when I was drinking it, the lemon was kind of there, but it wasn't. I got more of an orangey flavor uh, than the lemon, and maybe I'm misremembering because it's been a long time since I've had a Sam Summer Ale. Um, but this w- this wasn't bad, and uh, I'm glad I got a couple of bottles of this because this is definitely something uh, that if I want an easy sipper outside one day, if it, when it's nice out, who knows, because in the Northeast it's been raining all the time, uh, this is definitely something that I would look forward to. I encourage you, check it out. It's a new formula. Again, a little more lemon in it than I thought, uh, but uh, overall, very, very nice, and I thank the folks from Sam Adams for sending over those summer rails. But folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, Matthew Green, the owner-operator of Untied Brewing out of New Providence, New Jersey, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This is the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody